This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, May 28th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Doing good. As I was just mentioning, I uh, went to a concert last night, so my hearing's a little uh, a little buzzed, but <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. We're going to look at uh, DFS picks for Thursday, May 28th, which is uh, an interesting little DFS day. Yeah, so there's there's this early doubleheader, and it's not really something you can really use on DFS. There's, yeah. you know, you're missing out on Chris Sale and Mike Wright as the kind of headline pitchers of the day, although they're uh, splitting the game. So mm-hmm. Sale's in the early one, Wright's in the late one. Yeah. Uh, the other two pitchers involved, uh, Chris Beck and I think... Uh, what was it? Uh, Tyler... I have Tyler, uh, Tyler Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Can you tell me anything about either of them? No, I cannot. No. <laughs> I I think Wilson's a reliever if memory serves, yeah. and I don't know anything about Beck. They're essentially 26 mans. Right. But, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's eight total games today, but yeah, those two in the doubleheader are hours before all the others, and so... There might be a DFS format where they're in play, but for the most part, not really. So there's not a lot for us to uh, really weigh in on them. Um, but Matt and I have recently been talking about Mike Wright as a streamer. Do you Are you in on Mike Wright? You must know stuff about him. Yeah, so I'm, I would say I'm in on him. He's He reminds me of a less polished Colin McHugh in that he has good velocity, works up in the strike zone, he gets his best results up in the strike zone. Uh, he His off-speed stuff uh, isn't terribly impressive, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll get the job done. I'm not sure how he'll fare once the league figures him out. Uh, he mm-hmm. gets uh, a second tour through, the, through some teams. Mm-hmm. But for now, at least for his next couple starts, I'm you know, modestly hopeful. Uh, Definitely prefer if he's in a good location. Like last week, he was in Miami. That was a game that I was all over him with. I'm less enamored when he's at uh, Camden Yards. Yeah. So he's he's not a nobody. He's worth paying attention to. Might not keep this up, but, you know, not necessarily right. a fluke either. Cool. Well, yeah, he'll get the the White Sox and Chris Sale again in the early game. But, yeah, we're not going to dive into that too much. Instead, we have this six-game slate in the evening and uh six games to play dfs is is doable for sure mm-hmm. but it's it's a little more shallow than we're used to um we start at catcher typically brad who do you have at catcher there's several positions today that are just kind of eh, and yeah catcher's one of them uh brian mccann's the one guy who stands out against kendall graveman mm-hmm. uh Graveman's just not been very good this year. Uh, no. sinker, sinker baller doesn't really have anything else that uh, can really put away a hitter. So you know, McCann does hit a share of ground balls into the shift that might, uh, you know, end up with not many good results out of that game. But at the same time, he's got a platoon advantage. Uh, it looks pretty decent as, in terms of the matchup. McCann was the favorite one I wrote down. I also felt like. I think a stack we're going to talk about a lot today is the Tigers at C.J. Wilson. Mm-hmm. I and, have, uh, have the other McCann as well. <laughs> James McCann is a right-handed bat in that lineup. I mean, he's 
not you know we've mentioned him on this podcast before he's not a hitter to be real excited about but that's a big tigers offense that can do big things and if they blow up you might like him has the platoon advantage and is in a good stack i could see that i don't love it you know but also in a small stack or a small slate of games you might not want to go with the obvious and brian mccann is the obvious so i think uh yeah, James McCann's worth mentioning. I can't be excited about it, but I could see him doing okay, you know. And then, uh, are you a Jan Gomes guy? I do like Jan Gomes. I'm not so sure about him today just because he hasn't really shown anything since returning from the disabled list. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, he's got the platoon advantage. Uh, it's usually when you want to use him. Yeah, uh, he gets that lefty and uh, against James Paxton, but... Chase Paxton's like turned his season around hard in the last month. You know, he's gotten, yeah, he's he's definitely he's, looking a lot sharper than he did in April. Yeah, uh, so I'm not sure that's a great lefty to go against. He could do fine, but it's it's not a weak lefty, at least not right now. So yeah, catcher's a little tough. I also Catch. jotted down a couple cheap options: uh, Blake Swiart against Nick Martinez. Nick uh, Martinez. That's, what, what's yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Nick Martinez. He reminds me of uh, a couple years ago. I think we talked about this once before. Even Scott Feldman just went off on a crazy yeah. start to a season, and you know, it, this is reminding me of the same thing. There's nothing in the peripherals that say he should be able to do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. he keeps doing it game after game. At some point, something will break. Yeah, you don't want to be there when it breaks. But yeah, I would still feel confident picking against him. So. Yes. And the other guy you could give a look to today is uh, AJ Przinsky against uh, Chris Heston. Sure, yeah, That's Chris Heston and those another cheap play. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. He's he was hitting a lot before. Now he's kind of weirdly splitting his time. But if he's in the game, I could see Przinsky doing fine. Uh, has the pop. Okay, how about first base for you? I have four names for first base, which is low for me usually. I picked out five, and I'm. I'll take a stab and try to pick the one that you didn't. I have Max Muncy against CC Sabathia. That's a good one. That's a good one. Matt and I have talked about Max Muncy. I did not write that down. Um, but, yeah, Matt and I have talked about him. Because, yeah, his value is going to be hitting a lefty, hopefully. Right. And he's been hitting well. Uh, you know, I'm seeing all kinds of articles come along uh, calling for him in deeper leagues as a waiver wire stream pick mm-hmm. and I agree with them he's got nice bit of power uh, you know, it's definitely when you have the platoon advantage is the time to use him I would say yeah although and we don't really have enough data to draw a conclusion whether he's a platoon hitter or not and CC Sabathia has become one of those lefties you stream against you know yeah he's uh not been too good this year uh, yeah. he before last outing, he looked like he was getting back on track, and then he just completely imploded against the Rangers. Yeah, sometimes he shows real the game. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're like, oh yeah, he's fine. And then no, no, he's not. So, yeah, like those righties, uh, the ace righties against him. Uh, at David Ortiz and Nick Martinez, don't have a problem with that. Uh, assuming, I mean, putting him at first base, you know, for DFS. Billy Butler gets Sabathia, also worth attention. Um, again, A's righties. Did you have Carlos Santana at James Paxton? I did have Carlos Santana. Yeah, it's, he's, uh, he hits lefties well. Yeah, you know it's it works. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the obvious one might be Freddie Freeman at Chris Heston. 
I don't know. I didn't actually jot down Freeman just because of that ballpark, and I kind of picked out a couple other options that I liked more. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the expensive end, there's Miguel Cabrera against C.J. Wilson. Sure. And, you know, you can pick Cabrera against anyone if you can afford him on that day, but especially against Wilson, I think it's a really nice matchup for him. Yeah, that Tiger stack. I also noted uh, Mark Teixeira against Kendall Graveman. Okay, sure. Just the any left-handed hitting Yankees against Graveman is a good idea today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ballpark's not great for power or anything, but it's still you know fine. And Graveman's been pretty pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, not really overpowering anybody. Yeah, I like yeah I like all the Tigers guys top to bottom, and then yeah that that Sabathia Graveman matchup's gonna be. It's too bad it's in Oakland, but there'll be right. hitters to pick from. Um, and there's one other, the guy that you usually pick is uh, Pedro Alvarez against uh, <laughs> I, Ian Kennedy. I might finally be off the Pedro Alvarez train. <laughs> I I loved him a couple of years ago. I had him in that big breakout season, and last year, last year I avoided him because his price went too high, and now it's like, oh, it's just, I don't know. There's undeniable pop potential, but... If he's going to hit 220 or whatever, he needs to have 25-plus homers. And right. he's not really doing that. I don't know. Uh, I like him. He could do fine, but it's hard to bank on. Yeah, I'd, I would like to see him get hot because he's fun when he's hitting, for sure. That's true. But, and uh, Petco yeah. Park is sneaky good for left-handed power, so at least he has that on his side today. Mm-hmm. It's worth mentioning, for sure. I, I looked at him. Didn't put him down, but I looked at him. How about second base? I only had two names for second base. I kind of stretched to three. Mm-hmm. You'll probably agree that all of them are just, you know, okay. Uh, Ian Kinsler's the obvious one, I would say. Yep. It's Wilson. It'll be a popular and one. We're, we're picking on Wilson a lot. He's a pretty solid pitcher. He's looking, you know, as good as ever this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, that Tigers right-handed stack's just pretty brutal against left-handed pitching. It's going to be a tough... Brutal in a bad way for the pitcher. <laughs> it's going to be a challenging outing for him today. I'm not saying yeah. he can't beat the Tigers, but it's not going to be easy. I also have uh, Ben Zobrisk. He's uh, two days off the disabled list. Mm-hmm. He's got Sabathia. Uh, don't know how excited I am about using a guy so recently returned from the DL. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's just kind of ordinary to begin with. Yeah, uh, He's not going to really offer you any real power in uh in the coliseum and given that he comes from the al east i decided to sometimes i peek but i peeked at their uh their histories against each other mm-hmm. and turns out that zobrist had faced sabathia more than any other pitcher and that hadn't done great against him yeah. uh do what you will with that information i don't think that's necessarily uh, that telling because they face each other for years and they're both very different players now. But um, right. but yeah, for for what it was worth, they have faced each other plenty. They're familiar with each other. But uh, Zobrist is the other name I wrote down. But you're right; it's hard to be real pumped about it. Um, I also noted Neil Walker against Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy's a, a fine one. pitcher. He's been a little shakier this year than last. Obviously, I think he'll turn it around for the most part. Maybe not get back to. Uh, that same level he was at in 2014, but he should be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker against him's a solid matchup. That's kind of the story of the day. Is you, there's some solid matchups, nothing you know to get really too excited about besides that Tiger stack against a lefty. Yep, I agree. Uh, there were other couple stacks that I thought were interesting, or 
interesting, but it's hard to find the guys in them um, that you really right, like. Right, that's, that's the issue. Yeah. Boston gets Nick Martinez, and, like, Boston could do fine against him, but they're mostly right-handed. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Angels get Buck Farmer, and I'm not confident in Buck Farmer. I just don't know where to go in the Angels lineup. Makes it tough. Makes it tough. Um, it does. Third base. I had a bunch of names at third base. Third base wasn't so bad today. Really? I found it pretty mucky myself. Uh, I noted uh, Alex Rodriguez and Headley, Chase Headley versus Graveman. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's just uh, picking on a guy who hasn't pitched well. Yep. Uh, also have one of your favorites, uh, Adrian Beltre versus uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for the Red Sox and Rodriguez is we'll, we'll get we'll get to him when we talk about pitchers. He's definitely an interesting guy to look at. He's uh, a left-hander, uh, so Beltre has a platoon advantage. Otherwise, you know, I don't really think that he's an exploitable pitcher at this point. You believe in Rodriguez, which I'm fine with, but I believe in Beltre now. Kind of, we had talked about if the wheels were coming off, and he's kind of turned things around. It's which is nice. It's good to see him not be yeah. done. So, yeah, I mentioned I wrote down Beltre. On the flip side, Pablo Sandoval gets Nick Martinez, and he prefers to face righties and could do just fine against him, even though he's so hard to understand what's going on there. <laughs> and uh, back to the Tiger stack, Nick Castellanos gets C.J. Wilson, platoon advantage, and could do his part, could score some runs, have guys to drive in, and what could be a big day. In LA for the Tigers, and yeah, I had a red. Yeah, I had a rod, and I had Headley also. Um, I also have a hunch that Brock Holt might start today, and mm-hmm. depending on the platform, he's a third baseman. Uh, so that's a, definitely a, another alternative that could be out there against sure. Nick Martinez. Sure. How about shortstop for you? <laughs> Shortstop's pretty ugly. Yeah. Uh, there's Mike Avila's uh, the. We always mention him when he's facing a lefty. He's got yep. James Paxton. Yep. As we have mentioned, Paxton maybe not particularly exploitable today, but you know your options are limited at shortstop. Yep. Also noted uh, Elvis Andrus off the platoon advantage. Uh, not too excited about Andrus, but yeah. uh, he might be fine against Eduardo Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jung Ho Gung against Ian Kennedy is the other guy I've noted. Yeah, doesn't get the platoon advantage, but I'm right. not sure it matters. Yeah, he's been he's he's living up to expectations so far. Started off slow, didn't have the opportunity. Now hitting pretty well. So yeah, uh, in San Diego, it's not great, but he could do fine. Uh, Marcus Semyon against Samathia, he's been pretty darn hot and done it well. And his lefties worried about his price though. Yeah, his price is a, a bit high for what he is. Uh, definitely more so on DraftKings and FanDuel. He's uh definitely affordable on FanDuel. Uh, mm-hmm. DraftKings is a lot more reactive to matchups mm-hmm. and stadiums, which obviously stadiums not in his advantage, but the matchup is. Uh, so that's one of the challenges with DraftKings is it's harder to find that just free value out on the between price and uh, quality. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought he's at least worth looking at if you can fit him into your, uh, your budget. Then I wrote Jose Iglesias, you know, as part of that Tiger stack right mm-hmm. here, but he's been hurt recently. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure if I'm using that Tiger stack. I'm not sure I'd even get to Iglesias. Uh, yeah. So, uh, worth mentioning, but not 
necessarily eligible or a great pick. Right. So. Yep. Okay, and then the outfield. I had less outfielders than I thought I would today. Uh, yeah, my outfield's a little shallow. Uh, there's not too many really exciting picks out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, found your two angels that you'd want to use against Buck Farmer. Uh, Mike Trout's the obvious one. Uh, Cole, Cole Calhoun's also obvious. Uh, yeah, I love Cole uh, Calhoun. I don't know about any of the other angels, but those two definitely have nice matchups against yeah. Farmer. I've asked Matt this. Do you believe in Delino de Shields at all? Uh, believe? Uh, I mean, they like him so far, and he's kind of producing so far for what for what you expected, I guess. But I don't know. He's. I mean, I I think he's he can continue to produce at some kind of empty empty batting average type level, mm-hmm. like a two eighty three ten type hitter mm-hmm. uh, and three ten OBP. I mean, yeah. Uh, so I I think the walks will kind of disappear. Uh, what what he's getting now. Uh, I don't know how he'll do once teams try to f- actually find some exploitable holes in his game. Yeah, uh, I don't know, think he, he's long for leading off for Texas. No, no, he he should end up back down at the bottom of the order at least. But he's a good stolen base threat, and that's yes. really what you're looking at him for. Yes. Well, he. Gets, I wouldn't. I wouldn't view him as a DFS option most days. Yeah, he gets uh, Rodriguez, and then. Uh, just the whole Tigers outfield. J.D. Mm-hmm. Martinez, Ioannis Espedes, and uh, Rajai Davis, because they're facing a the lefty. Right. And I love Rajai Davis when he gets a lefty. So. Yeah, he, he turns into a star. Uh, he's He even has a bit of power against lefties, so yeah. it's it's definitely a good time to use him, especially when his price tag's down. Mm-hmm. So any of them, all of them, just Tigers outfield. Um, do you like Brett Gardner at Kendall Graveman? Yep, I picked out Gardner as my lone Yankee outfielder. Sure. Yeah, that's the thing. You're like, oh, the Yankees get Kendall Graveman, and then you start looking at it, and I'm like, I'm not going near Steven Drew. I'm not going near T.D. Gregorius. I'm not even going near Carlos Peltran. Like, it's a shallower lineup than you realize. Yeah, and with uh, Jacoby Ellsbury out of there, it's uh, really glaring how, yeah. how shallow that lineup is. Yep, so... I uh, still like Brett Gardner, though. He's a very talented and often borderline underrated player. And then the last name I had, Nick Markakis gets Chris Heston. Nick Markakis is having a good batting average on base year, but his slugging is below his on base percentage. He hasn't hit a home run yet, and they're batting him clean up. Like, yeah, and, he's not going to hit a home run at 18 2 Park either. Yeah, so. He could get you some hits. I I would like him more if you're batting leadoff or second in front of Freddie Freeman. Right now, all you can do is hope that Freddie Freeman is standing on second and he gets him a good single or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I have my eye on Nick Markakis, but the ceiling is fairly low for him. But yeah, any other outfielders you had that I missed? I noted uh, Starling Marte and Placido Polanco against Ian Kennedy. Uh, okay, Polanco sure. will have. Not Placido, uh, Gregory oh, Bronco. Gregory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I'm, I'm with you there, well, though, in terms of, I was like, oh yeah, Polanco. I, I do like the name Placido. It's a nice name. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's definitely, uh, more creative than Gregory. Anyway, uh, he'll have the platoon advantage. Marte won't, but Marte's a good hitter. Uh, yeah. Kennedy's had his off days this year. Definitely could work out from a DFS perspective. Yep. Uh, 
Also have Mookie Betts against uh, Nick Martinez, uh, just part of that Red Sox stack that we kind of want to try as a, a fade, uh, expecting Martinez to eventually crumble into something more mortal than he is now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mark uh, Canha against CC Sabathia is the other guy I noted. Yeah, Mark Canha guy too. Him uh, and Max Muncy. Uh, as, as, as much as Muncy, you know, it's. Uh, they're just kind of you know, back-end filler-type guys, but they have potential, and yep. the matchup's certainly in their favor, and there aren't that many alternatives out there today, so yep. you know, it could be worth a shot. Yep, I don't have a problem with that at all. And then, uh, okay, there's actually some good uh, pitching options. I want to hear what you have to say about Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, so Rodriguez is a really nice prospect. They picked up for Andrew Miller last year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull up his Fangraphs page right now so I can actually quote real numbers instead of what my what I remember. And he was great uh, after the trade last year. He was great after the trade. I mean, he was good before the trade, too, but he really, uh, command and control really took an uptake uh, once he moved to Boston. Mm-hmm. I had 1.93 walks per nine last year, 1.30 walks per nine this year, uh, striking out a little bit under a batter per inning. Uh, just uh, really nice stuff. Um Fastball, changeup above average, good slider. Um, he's talked about as a three-pitch guy. Uh, we'll see if maybe he has two fastballs that he works. Uh, that doesn't always show up in a scouting report. Uh, definitely not in the one that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what he's doing with the fastballs. I think we can reasonably expect a low threes ERA out of the guy. And he, since he doesn't walk that many guys, uh, whip should be under control too. That'd be nice, yeah. If he's uh, still available in your league, he is worth picking up, uh, taking a flyer on for sure. Yeah, it is a spot start today, but I think he'll be back in the rotation before long, assuming he doesn't get hammered. They can use uh, the help, that's for sure. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think I, I do like Joe Kelly, but maybe it's time for him to you know, take a breather. Uh, I don't know if he has options available, but if he does. Uh, you know, a short stint in the minors might help him get back on track, mm-hmm. or even just uh, a couple, of mo- like a month in the bullpen, yeah. uh, could you know help him discover something. Uh, certainly worked for Carlos Carrasco last year, uh, so I don't know. But I, I do think uh, Rodriguez should probably end up with Kelly's spot until yeah. Kelly can get back on track. It's for him. I noted this will surprise you. Uh, He's at Texas, who is usually a pushover lineup, and there's not a lot of guys in there. They are sixth in baseball in WRC plus against lefties so far. Hmm. I'm not surprised. They have some decent right-handed hitters. Uh, Beltray being one of them, obviously. Yeah, uh, I, a couple I other guys. I expect that. that to be kind of fluky, though. They're not. A- yeah, I, a lot of that. Uh, a lot of that production is from Kyle Blanks, I know, mm-hmm. and Blanks is on disabled list, so he's not a factor at all. Uh, a couple other guys that uh, you know don't really figure to be long-term assets. I think uh, Carlos Paguero has a good chunk of that uh, production. Yeah. yeah, I think they're uh, yeah they should cool off against lefties. But I was pretty surprised to see them that high up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about? I mean, just obvious, but you still need to evaluate it based on price. Corey Kluber goes to Seattle. You know, I like Kluber if you can afford him. I wouldn't go out of my way to. You know, build the lineup around him. I'd fit him in if I decided to do a, a cheaper stack of some kind and you know, mm-hmm. had the money for him. Yeah. Uh, 
the main reason is because I also like James Paxton today, and I think it's going to be a pitcher's duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Indians do have a couple guys who hit left-handed pitching well, but for most parts, a left-handed lineup, and um, they've done well against lefties this year, but uh, we talked about before in another uh, episode, they didn't hit lefties at all last year. The lineup's basically the same. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the larger sample and saying that you know shouldn't expect too much against a left-handed pitcher. The Especially th- a hot one. Yes. The only thing I don't like about that is the Indians don't strike out that much. There, There is that. Uh, I'm hesitant to use Paxton as a DFS pick today, but at uh-huh. the same time, I still like the matchup for him. Yeah. I, I don't think it... It just limits the ceiling a little bit, right. but I still think he exactly. could do well there. Uh, I have A.J. Burnett in San Diego, because mm-hmm. why not, right? Exactly. <laughs> why not? They, He's uh, pitching very well, and the... Padres' offense will uh, hit hit or miss. They Especially are not hitting a home run. <laughs> yep, they are fourth in baseball in strikeouts. Yeah, which is more than I would have thought. But yeah, that's AJ Burnett could do just fine there. I, I kind of that might be my favorite pick. That might be the most straightforward right now. Although then he might have pitched his way to too high of a price tag. But I like AJ Burnett. the The strikeouts and the matchup means a, a pretty decent ceiling for him. I don't expect this, but if he struck out 12 today, you wouldn't fall out of your chair, you know? No. Yeah, so I, I like Adrian Burnett. And then um, Shelby Miller goes to the Giants, but mm-hmm. this also surprised me. The Giants are second in WRC Plus against righties this year. And I tend to think of them as being kind of punchless, but up there against righties. Yeah, so on the note of punchless, I, I think... In fact, I'll just pull up the page right now so I can delve into it a little bit. But my impression is that they have very strong OBP skills against mm-hmm. righties, and the power's not quite as impressive. Uh, obviously, Brandon Crawford's been very good yeah. uh, to date, and I'm not sure how much we should you know, yeah. expect that to continue or not. Well, uh, certainly at home, it's a little harder to expect power. It's good we can look these up and through the magic of podcasting it can happen instantly yeah so against right handers the giants are pretty much middle of the pack in terms of slugging slightly above that uh Mm. 413 slugging percentage it's tied with the tigers the blue jays and the cardinals for 10th but they're fourth in on-base percentage. Yeah, the on-base percentage is definitely the strength. Uh, And Nori Aoki is a big part of that at the top of the order. Yep. Uh, Angel Pedagon is also doing pretty well in that regard. So, um, yeah, they're well behind the Dodgers at second place in WRC Plus against righties. But, again, a lot of that might just be tough outs and not necessarily Mm -hmm. doing as much damage. Um, So, I don't know. Shelby Miller's been good, that's for sure. They're, they're definitely also getting some bonus points for their stadium in that WRC+. Plus. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at some of the teams that are a little bit below them, their OBP and Slug are actually better than the Giants, or yep. at least comparable. And yep. So, yeah. Uh, DFS like... picks don't really care about the, the stadium effect, you know, yeah. it's, uh, or the point system. And can I trust that you like Shelby Miller? I, I do like Shelby Miller. It's uh, He's just pitched so well this year. Yeah. Uh, it's turned so. a corner i think he'll be you know just fine at at&t park the best park for pitching <laughs> yep okay and then uh yeah any other pitchers you had i do like buck farmer actually against the angels and Dude. part of that's a matchup pick uh 
Angel's just been so bad against right-handed pitching. Yeah. Don't really see a light at the end of the tunnel for them until they go ahead and acquire some guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Trout and Calhoun, who I mentioned, are you know perfectly fine options against Farmer. Uh, the rest of the lineup, I'm not so sure there's anything there to fear. Do you uh, do you actually know much about or like Buck Farmer that much, or do you he, just like he he's a he's a solid guy. Uh, I think he's kind of like a a number four ceiling type guy. I expect to, in future years, be trotting him out there as a uh, like a streamer pick. Uh, one of those guys who sometimes I'm trying to exploit and sometimes I'm actually targeting to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he'll kind of walk that line. And again, as I mentioned, this is more of a matchup play where it's just uh, you're looking at that Angels lineup not performing against right-handed pitching. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Good, uh, cheap option. Anybody else stand out to you? On the hill. That, that, that's really it on the uh, the pitching side. Uh, you know, guys like uh, Wilson, who sometimes I would consider just you know not a not viable today. Yeah, uh, you could try Chris Heston against the Braves, considering it's a pretty punchless lineup. Yeah, uh, I I would rather go with Eduardo Rodriguez or Farmer if I'm going to go with the cheap guy. Yep. Cool. Yeah, those all make sense. So yeah, only six evening games but there's a lot to pick from some good pitching matchups and some good hitter matchups too so cool all right uh brad you got anything else to add before we get out of here i think that's it it's uh you know five six games today depending on the uh, context you choose and you know it's all pretty straightforward Uh, you got some pitchers to use some guys to exploit and you know work from there yep all right, well, uh, make sure to check out Brad's work at Rotographs right in the Daily Grind, uh, a text version of a lot of the stuff we discuss here on the podcast. Uh, good read over there. Um, thanks, Brad, for joining us. Brad's on yep. Twitter at Baseball18. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. And, yeah, getting more interaction. It's always good to hear from people and uh, talk about fantasy and like to hear what you what you think of the podcast. So. Make sure to holler at us, and then other than that, we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.